नमस्ते नमो नमः एवरीबॉडी हरिओम शिल्प स्मृति पुराणा करुणालय नमा भगवत् पाद शंकर लोकशंकर शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्र भाष्यकृत वंदे भगवंत पुनः पुनः ऐम प्रेजिंग शंकराचार्य एंड बादरायण बिकॉज मै पेपर इज बेस्ड ऑन बेसिकली द ब्रह्मसूत्र एंड भाष्य शारीरक भाष्य अफकोर्स you know to take into account all his works especially the sutra literature and the prakarana granthas also which are meant for the our adhikari as well as the madhyama adhikari i thought i will give a cursory you know uh, an overview of what are the references of two rituals in some of his uh, sutras you know and the prakarana granthas uh when i i said i decided that i will talk on uh, shankaracharya and ritual first thing first question i was asked was are you talking against fast i mean this in a way i think ask clarity on whether adi shankara was a ritualist or not i don't know in this paper it uh, the ritual i i would interpret it as a, a sacrificial ritual uh, upasanas or any dharmic activity karman for that matter and which is done by an ejiva individual soul and why this question comes often is adi shankaracharya has refuted both in uh, uh, both the mimamsakas and the buddhist also but then he has refuted uh, the karma you know criticized the karmas and therefore he is accused of being a pseudo buddhist also by some of the critics and therefore i think it's a pressing need to deliberate on this though he criticizes karma he is not a buddhist and though criticizes he uh, he, he is criticizing karma he is not anti mimamsaka that would be like my my take away so it's it's i mean uh, true beyond doubt that he was an ardent uh, exponent of the path of uh, knowledge jnana marga and while proving that to be the only means to know and become brahman he has debated and refuted the dualism the purvamimamsakas and ritualism in particular yet it's very difficult you know at times to isolate him from uh, the upasanas the references to sacrifices or in general karma theory as such so i think it should be a layered uh, uh, thought you know uh, that uh, as per the arundhati darshana nyaya from the method from the simple to the difficult i think i will be doing the stotras prakarana granthas first and then the sutra bhashya this is basically a textual analysis and hermeneutics so it's just i mean it could be interpretative because the way i have analyzed i have tried to analyze that now in the devi aparadha kshamabana stotra for example acharya says parityakta deva vividha vidha seva kulataya maya and yas forgiveness for this lapse so he is you know uh, in a way apologetic for not performing uh, the daily course and the daily routine uh, rituals as such then one of his prakarana granthas for example atmabodha he says he uses a metaphor of ritual uh, says evam atmaranau dhyana mathane satatam krite udita avagati jwala sarva jnanen dhanam dahet this is i think uh, this is an echo of a verse from kaivalyopanishad which uh, which reads as atmanam aranam kritva pranavam chottararanim 
ज्ञान निर्मथनाभ्यासात पापम दहति पंडितः एंड व्हिच इज लेटर ऑन एकोड इन द भगवत गीता इज ज्ञानाग्नि दग्ध कर्माणम तमाहो पंडितम दुदाह what i want to draw here is it's evident that sometimes shankaracharya uses the terminology or the metaphors of the rituals uh, but he has i think underlined the their subordination to the path of knowledge which alone can facilitate moksha in kevala dvaita now again coming to the stotra sadhana panchakam for example has a vachana vedo nityam adhiyatam taduditam karma svanishthiyatam however he further states that all these actions are to be directed towards the path and gradually you one has to give up all these uh, activities you know and start doing them in a selfless manner give up all the desires and do the things in a selfless action that exactly is the karma yoga of the bhagavad gita so you know such examples are there in the nirvana shatka for example he says na punyam na papam na saukhyam na dukham na mantro na tirtham na vedana yagnyah so they they i mean all these things are of no use when we when you want to attain the highest the same thing naham vedayena tapasa na danena na chejaya where ijja he translates as yadnena poojayava so puja is another reference which he gives there paraphrases and puja but basic thing is yadnya now the inadequateness of rituals to obtain these are the examples you know through which you come across the inadequateness of rituals to obtain the highest which is which gets highlighted though he has supported rituals as far as they are helpful or complementary to purify the mind that we will see later in the brahma sutra bhashya thing you know when i'll be referring to the vishuddhi karma of the uh, of the mind now with this brief overview of the stotras and the prakarana granthas meant for the varadhikari and the madhyamadhikari uh, my main focus is on brahma sutra sharirika bhashya which is the the literature i feel to follow the fundamentals of uh, kevala advaita shankara's advaita and the study of the sutras important from the viewpoint of the proposed theme shankara and rituals so concentrating only on the rituals it very clearly reveals the firm stand shankara takes on advaita vedanta based on two fold foundations the practical or temporal reality the vyavaharika satta and the transcendental reality the paramarthika satta and he makes this distinction atman is a knower or doer and an enjoyer in vyavaharika satta but his pure existence consciousness and bliss as far as paramarthika satta is concerned now we'll take it up with the sutras for example brahma sutra 3125 ashuddham iti chenna shabdat here whether the sacrificial work should be treated unholy due to the animal slaughter involved in it that is the point of discussion and shankara has a clear no to that on the grounds naturally of scriptures is a shruti sharana acharya and vedanta darshana has an unflinching faith in the vedas as a disciple would have in his preceptor therefore shankara believes that animal sacrifice prescribed in some yagnyas not all yagnyas some yagnyas should not be treated as impure of course he makes it clear that the general uh, dictum of the vedas is not to harm any being but 
offering an animal in a sacrifice like agnistoma is to be treated as an exception. So when there is a criticism against the Vedas and the Vedic tradition, the ritual tradition, Shankaracharya is seen vehemently attacking and refuting it. But when it comes to Jiva Brahmaitya, he cannot compromise with the fundamental principles of the Upanishads. Now, few more examples on this. For example, Karata Shastra Tattva, the Sutra, Brahma Sutra 2333. Atman is the doer and agent as per the Shruti from Krishna Upanishad. Eshahi Drashta, Drashta, Sprashta, Shruta, Grata, Rasaita, Manta, Buddha, Karta, Vidyanatma, Purushaha. So, based on this, Karta, Kartrutva is ascribed to Atman. And here Badarana has given an analogy of a carpenter in 2330, and Shankar says, the carpenter feels unhappy while at work with his instruments. But the same person, after reaching home, free from his instruments, free from the activities, and free from his worries, is happy at his home. And similarly, Atman is unhappy while engaged in activities during the Jagrat and Swapna, but in the Sushupti, he, is, he forgets all his fatigue and attains repose. Now, Acharya explains this again, you know, like uh, while only while cutting the wood, a person can be called a carpenter, and not while he is resting or eating. Similarly, Atman can be called an agent only when conditioned by buddhi, the upadhi, buddhi indriya and other indriyas and not otherwise because it's not the real nature of Atman. To prove this agentship as superimposed, Shankaracharya quotes from Bradhananyaka, only these two words like dhyayati iva, lelayati iva, you know, Atma thinks as it were, as it were he shakes, you know, so here Eva is used in the sense of Utpreksha that is quite noteworthy because that is the whole uh, fundamental of Advaita Vedanta. This is all a superimposition and imagination, not the reality. In the state of duality, all differences exist, all activities and agentship exist, but after the enlightenment, Kena Kampashya. Vidyaranya Swami has categorically write, written here as, you know, Chodhyam va pariharo va kriyatam dvaita bhashaya, advaita bhashaya chodhyam nasti na pitaduttaram. In the Panchadashi, he has quoted this. So that is the real nature of Atman. Now I'll skip few things and uh, uh, Panchagni Vidya of Chandogya, which is reflected through the sutras in the third pada, Vairagya pada of the third chapter, and that is to create dispassion about the transmigration in the minds of the people. Now, the enlightened soul should develop dispassion and repulsion for the process of transmigration. As a consequence, the realized self should move away from the ritual activities which lead him by Devayana. Now, here there is a discussion of Devayana as well as the uh, Pitruyana and where people performing sacrifices, they go by this Devayana. I'm sorry, people who know, uh, they go by Devayana. And people who are engaged in Ishtapurka Datta, the sacrificial activities, humanitarian works, and charity, you know, collectively called as Ishtapurka Datta, they travel by the uh, Pitruyana. 
Now here again, Shankar in his commentary uses the terminology of rituals, but he concludes that these unenlightened people become the objects of transmigration, because become the objects of enjoyment of gods. Uh, they are uh, as good as Deva Pashavaha. Shrutihi Anatma Vidam Ishtakarinam Devopabhukyatam Darshayati Yatha Pashure Vasadevanam. That is the Shruti. And just yesterday I read in the uh, BVP uh, discussion group, which I had read earlier. Thanks for reminding me of that. Brahma Jnana, this is, this is regarding the sarcastic expression Devanam Priya, which is often used for the opponents, you know. So, Brahma Jnana Rahitatva Samsarinaha Murkha. Tetu Yagadi Karmani Anutishthantaha Purodashadi Pradana Dwara Devanam Atyantam Pritim Janayanti. Brahma Jnani Nastu Natatha Tesham Yagadi Anushthana Abhavat. Ataha Gavadisthapana Gavadisthana Pannatvat Murkha Eva Deva Pashavaha. And therefore, the word Devanam Peer is used for the opponents. It is not uh, in the real sense, it is the Atyanta uh, Tiraskrita Lakshana. Then for the enlightened soul, the knower, however, you know, Punya Pape Vidhuya Niranjanaha Paramam Samyam Upaiti, he becomes Brahman here itself and he doesn't take the eschatological path. Natasya Prana Utkramanti Brahmaivasan Brahma Bhavati. So such souls have no obligation to tend sacrificial fires. Brahma Sutra again, 3425. Sacrificial rites are prescribed for those who have yet to be eligible to trade on the path of knowledge. But those who are already on the path of knowledge don't need to tend the sacrificial fires. Now again, there is a fairy here. Upanishads prescribe sacrifices and other activities for different avasthas. And uh, are they necessary or not? Now, this is asked by the opponent because the Vedantin concludes that an enlightened person doesn't need to tend fire. And uh, that creates a contradiction because on one hand, they are Sruti Sharana. On the other hand, uh, Vedantins are saying, no, there is no need of Agnindana and all that. So how to dissolve this, you know? So uh, Shankara now for that, he says, Vedantins are faithful followers of the Shruti. Then how would one answer this contradictory statement? And the commentary of Shankara comes to help. And he says, Tametam Veda Anuvachanena Brahmana, he takes help of this brother in Krishnuti. Vividishanti Brahmana Yadnena Gamena Tapasa Nashakena. So the state, this states how the rituals, charity, and tapas are helpful in attaining the knowledge of Brahman. Badran has summed this up in a sutra, Yadnyadishrute Rashvavat, Sarvapekshacha, Yadnyadishrute Rashvavat. So Shankaracharya, while commenting on that, he says, uh, it's like a horse. How horse? A horse is yoked to a chariot, not a plow. Similarly, the duties in different stages of life are needed for the emergence of knowledge, not for the fruition or result of the knowledge. I think this has made uh, more clear by Ramanujacharya when he does the uh, Lagupurva Paksha, the Vedantins Paksha, and he has made it very clear when he says in Shri Bhashya, uh, Lagupurva and Lagusiddhanta, Shrityakshara Pariya Lochanayacha Antakkaran Nairmalyadvarena Vividishot Pattam Upayujjate Nafalot Pattam. So that is 
very, very clear. So there is only the uh, mention of Vividisha. Again, the horse can take one to Kashi, to Varanasi for learning, but he will not be helpful or useful to the person to learn from his guru, to take Vidya from his guru. Similarly, sacrificial activities, which, which would, they would enable one to, to be eligible on the path of uh, knowledge, but however, they are not helpful in attaining the fruit of the knowledge. The same thing, Yajnadana Tapakkarma Natyajyam Karyamevatat, while commenting on this Bhagavad Gita shloka of 18th chapter, Shankara again says, this is for the Vishuddhi Karma. So this is Chittasya Shuddhaye Natu Vastu Palabdhaye, as in Viveka Chudamani also it is stated. So these noble activities, now we come to a little bit ahead. These noble activities would not be useful if performed only once. So should they be performed only once or repetitively? So the answer is repetitively. By doing once, you know, one yajna and one dana and all, uh, one is not going to attain anything. So avrittihi asakridu paresha. So repetition for how long then? Avritti should be done. How long? The repetition is done till one's death. Aprayana tatra pehidrishtam. All these sutras come in a sequence, you know. So does an enlightened self also perform these activities? Is Agnihotra as obligatory as a grihastha for uh, Ajnani? And then Shankara says, Nahi Brahma Vidaha Agnihotra Adisambhavati. So there are, you know, like these contradictory statements which are which he tries to dissolve by his theory, which I will uh, put forth in the conclusion. I think I'll come to the conclusion part, skipping few portions here. So some four, five, four, five points I want to highlight, you know, on all these discussion, the textual analysis of Brahma Sutra. The main difference of opinion in the ritualist Jaimini and the spiritualist, I would say, Badarayana and uh, Shankara is like this. Number one, Jaimini's contention is that the knowledge of Atman has no independent fruit of its own. Atman is mere agent. The actions performed by him, his apurva is the decisive factor. And Atmadhyana is auxiliary to Karmadhyana. Jaimini il illustrates this example, uh, this principle with the example of King Janaka, who in spite of being a Brahmavid, was engaged in performing yajna. And he also quotes the Shruti, Kurvan Neveha Karmani, Jiji Vishet, Shatam Samaha, etc. Now, Supreme Self is greater. Shankaracharya differs on this point. That is point number one. Point number two, Supreme Self is greater than the agent as seen in the Upanishads. There is a sutra again for this Adhikopadesha to Badarayanasya Evam Taddarshanat. And Shankara quotes from various Upanishads stating, Tathahitam Adhikam Sharirat Tam Ishwaram Atmanam Sharirat Adhikam Darshayanti Shrutaya. So there is some sort of difference between the Jeevatma or the Sharirātmā, the individual soul and the Supreme Self. So the embodied self is the doer, enjoyer, etc., whereas the supreme self is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipotent. Number three, This twofold Brahman is referred to in various pairs, you know, like Saguna Nirguna, then Apara Para Brahma, Karya Brahma, Karana Brahma, Sharira, Atma, Jiva Brahma, etc., etc. Now, this I feel is the key argument of Shankara. Thus, the Yes, sir, Maulikar, uh, uh, are you, I think, uh, you are coming to your conclusion now? Uh, yes, yes, it's conclusion. We are Just approaching. Two points. 
last two points conclusion only yeah, yeah. so this is point 3 there are two more points i think three more points okay. so this is the transmigratory embodied atman is different from the attributeless atman so there is this twofold you know this dichotomy is there existing on two different levels of understanding that one should realize uh before we accuse shankara as anti rituals or pseudo buddhist or anything like that then point number 4 for all practical purposes till the final realization by aparokshanubhuti the atman is conditioned by the upadhis and uh, thus engaged in the actions sacred or otherwise when adi shankara refers to yagnyas and other karmas it is with reference to the sharira atma and when he attacks the rituals it is with reference to the highest atma number 5 rituals can assure the heavenly world but it's not permanent plavahiyate adrudha yagna rupaha you know as the upanishad says and therefore all these dharmic activities they are helpful but one has to transcend that stage and post shankara vedantins have delved much on this i think there was a very good paper presentation by uh, subramanian chidambaram based on nishkarma siddhi i have referred to the same not the quotation but post shankara vedantins especially sureshwar acharya have explained the journey step wise so he has given some 12 steps so that comes in post shankara vedanta but not in shankara's commentary my paper is restricted to shankara acharya and the last thing for shankara acharya though karma is important and the doctrine of karma is an overwhelming and decisive concept which we can't rule out in the sanatana dharma yet you know in unambiguous shankara acharya says that the anatma bandha caused by avidya cannot be uprooted by millions of good deeds and it can be cut only by the sword of the viveka gnana i learned with viveka chudamani's this verse ಮಂಜುನಾ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಸೋ ಮಚ್ ಫಾರ್ ಗಿವಿಂಗ್ ಮೀ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಾ 